Well, welcome. 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 We're hello. Welcome. We're here. We've experimented with the tech a little bit and ended up back where we started. Yeah, almost exactly where we started. Through absolutely no fault of our own. We tried. Um, we tried really hard to fix a few things that some listeners had some had filed a few uh, complaints about. <laughs> they were on file. They've been accepted. We tried to action them. I really, really did. We really tried. And it's just, it's not going to happen for this one. It's not. It's going to require more tutorials and possibly a mixing board situation board thing. thing. Yeah. So for now, you have to listen to us in 8D or whatever it is that you listen to us in. What does that mean? I don't know. You're 8D. the sound guy. Yeah, but I don't know anything about what I'm doing. <laughs> it's all guessing every time. Um, That's okay. I, we've done pretty well for just guessing, I think. I think so too. I don't know what's on your list for today. I have a few key things to report on, but I want to touch briefly on the way this has changed our relationship because we now withhold things from each other in order to get a reveal. That is true, yeah. I'll try and not screech, but it's it's part of the fun. I think if you have to screech, lean back. Uh, Yeah, that's why I end up sitting far from the microphone because I'm constantly like, I'm going to screech. Mm-hmm. I could screech at any minute. So it's all right. I'll just work my core doing some sort of like reverse crunch business. Yeah, you're a ticking screech bomb. I am a ticking screech bomb, yes. Mm, It's just the facts. The facts on the facts. When the cheese drawer opens, you You gotta gotta pay pay the the tax. tax. Welcome again. The cheese tax. The cheese tax. (laughs) That is the zeitgeist sort of song of our week. Oh, I can't stop listening to it. Speaking of cheese tax, my greyhound's eaten a whole bag of cheese that I stupidly left out on the counter. Is um, she going to be okay? I. She looks fine. She looks quite pleased with herself, she actually. She looks very content. Otherwise, she's sleeping off a bellyache. I'm not sure. Poor thing. She has to live with the consequences, not me. She's also downed a bit of toilet water to go uh, with it. Just to wash it down. Yes. Yeah, so, so Anything could happen. Could be explosive, could be blocked up. We don't know. So yours is having a rest. Mine is wandering around your backyard. He's actually already brought in one of Poppy's dinosaur bones. Oh, good. I don't know if you noticed. That's he's, happy for him. He's got it on your rug. Over Has he? There. That's yeah. okay. That rug is indestructible. It's basically plastic <laughs> and you can do anything you want except set it on fire. Wow. And it'll survive. That's actually very impressive. So I've decided if you're interested, the rug came from Spotlight. And I've decided that that rug is staying in this house until I've finished making a family, having pets, whatever. That rug, that rug's going to go with your first child to uni. Absolutely. (laughs) They will find that rug after the apocalypse, like buried under the sort of debris of human life. It's a cockroach of rugs. It'll end up in an alien museum and they'll sort of look back on it talking about the patterns and the the um, special artifact they found of human civilization. They probably think it's like a tapestry loaded with information. Yes. Yeah. And they'll pretend, they'll read into the mandalas on it and they'll think that they're like a calendar for when the world was going to end. What if it is though? And we just don't know. We better check that after the recording. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some checking. We're going to have to look that up. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm very good. Yay. I've had a bit of a morning. Have you just? I have. I've actually had a week. I can't wait to exchange. Oh, I know you've had a week. I had a week the week before. You did. But so this is one thing about us is that the universe tends not to screw us simultaneously. Well, one of us has to be there to pick up the shards. Yeah. And there is something, you know, I'm not a particularly ethereal kind of, you know, hootie, doody, hootie person. You aren't. You like a tarot reading, but you're not. I 
I have a, did I send you the photo of Poirot's tarot? You did. I was very excited for you. It's this guy in at a market, super ginger bald guy, and he's waxed his moustache and turned it up, and he offers Poirot's tarot, and he is the most ochre Australian I've ever seen in my whole life. I, I almost went this morning for a tarot reading. I would have been so thrilled if you had. Maybe I'll do it before next time and report back. Okay. Anyway, I'm not a super person, but I do believe sort of there's a statistical distribution of bullshit in life. And thankfully, statistically, we seem to get it one at a time. Yeah. I think that our like wavelengths are the inverse of each other. They tend to cancel out. We've also noticed this about when we party is that we're never both chaotic kind of that also is time. true. Yeah. yeah. One of us has to be... On, on guard. On guard. <laughs> Basically. We stand watch One's over ready. the universe's BS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your morning. Okay. So my morning... My morning is a residual effect from last night. Okay. So as you know, I went... I actually went out into the city last night with some mutual friends of ours. Yeah. Um, long time friends. Long time friends. Now. Uh, I actually met almost all of them on the first day of year seven. Aww. Yeah. So a long time we've been friends because a particular friend is back from Indonesia. He lives there now with his wife. Lovely. Um, and he found this random group chat with all of us from, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I think it was probably pre COVID. Um, and the, like the name of the chat is literally, it's like, it's emojis. It's like a star and something else and a goat. Okay. And that like for no reason at all. Okay, there's no story. No one remembers why. I don't think there ever was there, a no, reason. There was no story. There was okay. no reason. I feel like it was an ash green thing. I love that. Yeah. Um more to report on ash green as well, obviously. Notes it down in diary. Yeah, because otherwise I'll forget. Um Yeah, so I actually I went out with some friends last night and we went for a few drinks, went to Bentspoke. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Then we had dinner at Ooh, can't think of the place, but it was um, like Afghani food. Mm, it was delicious. Nice. It was very nice. Then we actually ended up at assembly, which I protested to repeatedly due to the sheer amount of noise in yeah, there. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and I was like covering my ears and I was yeah. like, you're not supporting your neurodivergent friends. <laughs> and, um, but Leo was not putting up with any of my nonsense <gasps> because... Um, he had a complaint he's filed against me. Has he? Re the podcast. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, so I'll get into that as well. So I'm going to circle back to a few of these things. But so because of something we've done in the podcast, he wasn't taking any of your BS. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So he's making no... Um, accommodations. Accommodations. Right. Adjustments. Friendly concessions. Loose. Yeah. I was upset. Because um, I'd be immediately conceding. I've since had a word. Okay. Um... But anyway, so Pocky, sit down, babe. Sit down, Betty. Betty. It's like Bebe and Buddy. <laughs> I got that, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounded like Moira Rose. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I've had a bit of a morning because uh, I, I've i misread some important information, which has resulted in a very inconvenient thing happening. Tell me more. So, you know that I sent you a picture this morning with a timestamp. Yes, six something. Six, like 40 something. I was very confused about that picture. <laughs> so, I've sent you a picture with a timestamp at 6.40am Yes, this and it's of... It's of my street. You waiting 
I'm waiting on my street for yeah. an Uber. Yes, to, to go somewhere to collect a car. Yes. But so I've, my interpretation of that, mm. I get that picture. What I assume has happened, because I knew you were going out with those friends. Yes. I assume you've gone out, you've had a lovely night, you've called an Uber home like a responsible adult mm-hmm. because you would have been over the limit and you're just simply going in the morning to retrieve your car kind of before the day gets busy. One might think that, but no. But no. So... I was very responsibly actually not not drinking excessively. I think over the course of seven hours, I had one beer and like an espresso martini. Good for the liver, good for the wallet. Yep, delicious. Um, so I was having a great time mm-hmm. and it was only later after mm-hmm. some BS had unfolded oh and I God. got screwed by the universe that I thought I could have had way more drinks. What, what has happened? So what's happened is oh my God. I've parked no, in a great park. I know what's happened. Yep. Okay, go So on. there's a Wilson Park right yep. down the end opposite Hay Park. Yep. It's, it's like um, yep. underground. I have misread the signage. It clo- oh, I've no. seen the sign that says 24 Garroween Street yep. and assumed 24-hour parking no. is what I've done. Oh Only to God. find out that this car park closes at 10 p.m. and doesn't oh open till 6. Oh, my God. So, your car is stuck. It's trapped. Oh, my God. How can they do that? Oh, I don't know. What? But, but, and I was very... St- and the reason I got up so early was because I was really stressed about towing because there's signs about towing everywhere in there. Oh and I was like, God. you know what I cannot face on Sunday morning? <gasps> After I've been, like, withholding my um, fun night out vibes... And, ha- and had to, like, deal with this. I cannot tolerate Turning arriving up. there and my car's been, like, towed somewhere random. No, that'd just be the end. That'd uh, be the end of you. I'd obviously give up. No, you'd be done, deceased. I'd lay on the ground Simply and expire. die. Simply <laughs> expire. Just seven horcruxes immediately form of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> just around me, staring at me. No. What time was it when you turned up to try and get to your car? Like, oh, the it was, night finished? It was after midnight. Okay. Like... Thought. Anyway, so that would stress me out so entirely. What is so thoughtful though is because Ash and Leah, we'd all walk down together because of where they'd parked. They'd actually yep. parked at Hag Park. Yep. And um, they're like, "Oh, we'll walk you to your car." And I was like, "That's not necessary." And then they're like, "No, it's it's the good thing to do because then yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll be." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." And then that's when I make this discovery, God. and I'm like, "Well, thank goodness that you guys have walked me." And Ash is like, "I'll drive you." Out. And I was like, "No, it's fine. I was getting an Uber. It's okay." She did, um, didn't she? She did. She, she dri- wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so she's driven me all the way to my oh. house. She doesn't even live in Canberra. I know. Yeah, wild. Oh, so was, she's a good soul. She's a great soul. That's, that's a vile end to a night. I haven't had that, but the Canberra Centre makes it look like you can't get to your car oh. at night. They used to be worse at this and it's better now. Um, they have little doors that open to the lifts and things. But if yep. you don't know what you're doing, it's really stressful. If you've just been to the theater that night or whatever, yep. and you're walking back to your car and it's after 10, you're like, I'm stuck. Yeah, trapped. And it's very hard to work out where to walk based on where you parked. I just hate it so Especially much. if you exited whatever car park you parked in inside Through the camera center. Yeah, yeah, it's almost impossible. You're like, oh, how do I get out? Um, which is why I know you always made fun of me for liking to park with the mole people right down the (laughs) bottom. There's no reception down there. Anything could happen. I loved that park because I knew how to access it. (laughs) That is the only reason why. There's a stairway there now. They were amazing. See, there were always car parks there. There were Mm. people like 
you know, following each other, hunting, fishing, waiting, getting aggro. You go one more layer down, no reception, lots of parks, and you can get to it after hours. Because people don't want to confront lizard and mole people. <laughs> I'm very comfortable down there. <laughs> there was a song my dad used to sing. I am a mole and I live in a hole. But That's me. I'm down there with the mole people. I've heard you sing that song before. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. It has Apparently there is a full song that goes with it, but I've only ever heard that part. Unexpected. Yeah, I'll look at I'll look up the rest of it for you sometime. I am looking forward to that. Okay, so you've had a morning and a night. I've had to like get in an Uber and pay for. Actually, I didn't have to pay. I think it was like thirty six dollars or something. And then I thought, yeah, I know it was very expensive for no reason. That's awful. Um, But I did give um, my Uber driver a tip of five dollars because actually he was very polite. Um, and I actually just said to him, I'm really tired. It's okay if we don't talk. Lovely. Yeah. And he accepted that. And I thought, thank God. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Despite not being hungover in any way at all, I was absolutely exhausted because I had about four hours sleep. Abs- yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, 6 a.m. Yeah. You've not slept much at all. No. Nah. You you clearly agitated because you need to get back and sort it out. Yeah. I felt so anxious about I had a sore tummy. Yeah. That felt like I had a hangover, which I absolutely did not. Okay, so that's that explains why you said you feel like you have a hangover. I felt sick. Because you texted me and you're like, I feel like I have a disgusting hangover, but I only had two drinks and I'm waiting for this Uber. And I was like, I can't put this story together. Why are you waiting? It all makes sense. Now I realize I was actually just having an anxiety attack. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> well, I've also had car drama. You have had the mother load of car drama. I have had a cursed week. So my week, Monday, was cursed for a variety of factors that were outside of my control. And I should have, I probably should have just advocated for myself a little bit better because I knew this was going to be a cursed day. I knew it wasn't going to work for me, what work had set up. And I asked several times, like, what's the scope for doing this, which is what I'd need. And they were like, no, you can't do that. You know, leadership don't want people doing that. Yeah. And I decided to try and turn up and do it anyway and got halfway through the day incredibly panicked like just on the brink of panic attack (laughs) left work just texted halfway through the day like i'm gonna have to go home sick went to a pharmacy stole a medical certificate because i didn't realize you have to pay for them uh came home averted the panic attack but then was incredibly (laughs) drained i either didn't okay she made no sort of motions to me that I needed to pay for it. You texted me the minute, like the second you got it and said, she hasn't charged me for this. And I I was like, are you sure? Yeah. I was like, am I meant to pay for these? I've (laughs) never got one from a chemist before. Yeah. You're meant to pay the counter. But I don't know. Am I getting loyalty royalty vibes because I go there a lot and she knows me? Okay. That is a possible factor. Or is it because I'm actually so visibly distressed and not functional that she knows that pointing to me toward the queue for the counter and asking me to pay $20 for this thing is like not medically safe. It's going to result in a complete and total meltdown. Yeah. Like she can tell I'm holding it together only just. That could be, that could be what's happened. And so she's just like, you go, like you clearly genuinely like just go. I, do you know what? There's something to that. Actually. Because I did, I'll accept that. I did get the, is there anyone I can call? Like, do you need to, go to a hospital like I got oh. all of that okay yeah and I was like I, I just need to go home and I, nah. I need my work not to be so cooked I'm now I'm gonna decide now actually that she's decided this is a medical emergency 
<laughs> she's not escalating it by making me pay twenty dollars. Exactly. Okay. You've making- not gone in pretending you've got a cough for a sick day. Because the where you see the pharmacist, they have like computers there, but they're not registers. So you would then have to re. She if she couldn't just put through the payment there, she would have to send me to the front where the counters are, and yeah, I would exactly. have to queue, and then I would have to pay. Yes. So maybe she's just done the right thing. I suspect she has. Anyway, that's a nice little insight into my world. So yeah. that was already a cursed day. I I knew in the morning that was going to be a tough day. Partway into that day, my shoe breaks. Like, I forgot about that. The whole heel comes off. So I'm just like pad footing around barefoot on this crazy, stupid day. So they're like unwearable. Unwearable. I've okay. taken both my shoes off. <laughs> I'm carrying them around in my hand with all my books, teaching barefoot. Feels illegal. Waiting for a break. So my only break gets used up, dashing over to FSW shoes to get the cheapest pair of like things that I could wear for the day that aren't going to ruin my feet and give me blisters. And the, the woman there is incredibly, she's not actually responding with the level of emergency that I need. She goes, can I help you? And I'm holding, I'm not wearing shoes and I'm holding my broken shoes. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, time to panic. And I'm like, I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope, I'm hoping I've come to the right place. Yeah, It's a bit of a wild guess, but do you have any shoes? <laughs> At this stage, I'm not fussy. Give me your cheapest pair of sandals. Anything. So I shell out $24. I put them on, they fit. So I don't take them off. I just walk up to the register with the box and I'm like, I'll have these, please. <laughs> She's confused about the fact there's nothing in the box. And I have to explain, no, they're on my feet. And she was like, oh, I'll put them back in the box. And I was like, no, I need, no, I need to wear them. And she's like, oh, okay. She gets her head around that. She goes, well, do you want the box? And I thought that's a thoughtful, reasonable thing to ask. No, I don't want the box. <coughs> and then she was like, okay, a bag will be 15 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how my break goes anyway so that day was cursed it was cursed enough that my colleague matt used chat gpt to write me a story called zoe potter in the cursed day i've read it i enjoyed it uh and that turned later into a cursed week where i became a victim of an actual crime you you were robbed i'm a, sort of sort of you were almost robbed i was almost robbed it's much. It's actually more catastrophic than it sounds. It was very traumatic. It was very traumatic. My favorite part of this morning, uh, it's a Thursday morning. I get up, it's about seven. I'm going to leave the house to drive to work to be at, you know, the normal mm-hmm. teaching hour start day of 7.30. Yes. So 20 minutes there, get my coffee in the door, 7.30, ready to start. Yep. As you know, a bit later than some people. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyway, it's seven. I go out to open my front door and there is like plastic, black plastic kind of strewn across my front lawn driveway area, Mm -hmm. garden area. And I'm like, that's weird. It's sort of weird. It is. So I already have a feeling that things are weird. Yeah. Like that's weird. And then as I go up to my car, I press the unlock button on the remote. And it doesn't make a noise. Mm-hmm. It won't make any noise. Doesn't light up. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I grab the driver's side door handle. And as I go to do that, I can see into the car. And the car is a mess inside. An absolute mess. The door handle just opens. Mm-hmm. Even though the remote wouldn't unlock. And I immediately see just the intestines of the wiring of the car hanging loose, swaying in the breeze. The plastic of the dash all ripped out. 
my glove box open, my stuff kind of all ruffled through. And then I look at the ignition and it's, I can only describe it as mangled. Mangled it was. It Like it doesn't look like an ignition anymore. Remembering that it's now skeletal. There's no plastic covering it, but the metal bit where your key goes in, I don't it, know how. It just looked like a, it just looked like a, a metal sort of barrel just hanging there. Yeah, but at the there's no shape left in. Like no. the screwdriver has just been jammed in there and squidged around repeatedly. so much yeah. repeatedly that all of the steel or metal or whatever it is is just kind of this mangled mess. And I'm like, okay, I know what's I know what's happened. Ear flap, if ear flap for effect. I know what's happened. Someone's clearly tried to steal my car. So I go back inside. Now, this is interesting. What I don't do is call my mum. No, you texted me a picture. I text you a photo. <laughs> I just want to interject here. I thought you were sending me a picture for laughs. Like, look how chaotic my car is right now. Because sometimes <laughs> you do things like this. You just send me pictures of your chaos. Yes, I do. I send you pictures of my chaos to just be like, just, this is how my week's going, just FYI. <laughs> FYI, there's three apples in my car. I've not eaten my apple a day for three days. So I, like, I'm not responding with the appropriate level of urgency. Uh-uh. <laughs> no I've texted you I've looked up the number Not like triple zero But the number for the actual police mm-hmm. I ring the police This woman answers And I'm like So Someone's tried to steal my car And I don't know what to do Which I think is fair uh, Reasonable And she asks all the questions And she does the paperwork <clears throat> And she's like Has anything been taken from the car? I can't describe to you How much trash was in my car So much stuff was in my car. I couldn't see anything immediately taken. Like I knew my laptop wasn't in there. It was possible my work laptop had been in there, but I don't usually take it home. Mm. They'd found an, a really old iPhone and like smashed it up and opened the inside. Yeah. But for- not taken it. And my two favorite handbags were in there, but they were kind of empty. They didn't have anything important in them. I just transfer my wallet through them. Yeah. I rotate them through and my puffer jacket was in there. And I was like, I can't see anything that's been taken. I'll just check I have my wallet. Like the thing I'm most worried about is that they've taken my cards and gone and spent sort of $1,000 at $100 at a time or something. Yeah, yep. And she's getting impatient with me while I'm searching for my wallet because obviously I'm stressed. I, eventually I find it and she's basically like, um, so if they haven't taken anything, there's, there hasn't been an actual theft, even though my car's destroyed. There hasn't been an actual theft. So that's basically all we do. I just fill in this form, I give you the number and you call the insurance. Like there's there's nowhere to go from here. Not vandalism? No, she was like, if there's no, if they haven't taken anything, they didn't actually succeed in taking the car and there's no video footage of them. Like we don't send forensics, we don't send anyone out. You, you just call your insurance and they make a call from there. And she sounded super, she sounded super skeptical that I'd locked my car. Okay. Because they hadn't smashed the window to get in. Yeah. She was like, how did they get in? And I was like, well, I don't know. But all the other doors were locked and the front door driver's door wasn't. Yeah. So they've got in the front driver's door somehow. They've opened the front driver's door. I don't know how. I'm not Pink Panther. You're not. Do you look like Steve Martin? No. I'm not MacGyver. I don't know. Go, go gadget. (laughs) So anyway... This is the one thing about, about, about this story that makes me... Everyone's like, you should get security cameras because they're a good deterrent. Yeah, they are. It's like, okay, I can do that. 
The reason though, my motivation for getting security cameras is not deterring. It is proving to people that I locked the car. Oh, I'm very into this. Because I locked the car. I believe you. What I did was I got home late from Pilates. I have a lockable garage. I got home late from Pilates. I couldn't find the clicker for the garage, Mm -hmm. which lives somewhere in the mess in my car. It lives in your doom. Yeah, it lives in the doom hole that is the mess (laughs) in the car. I couldn't find it. So I was like, I'll just park it in the driveway. After Pilates, I've gone and done a little bit of groceries. So it's late at this point. Yeah. It's like 9.30. I'm not faffing around finding the remote. I need to get to bed before 10. Precious little time. So I just get out of the car. I go around to the boot. I open the boot, get the groceries out, shut the boot. And I like vividly remember locking the car. And then I always do the little pull. Yeah. And I pull on the boot and it's locked. Yeah. So I make the assumption that you're allowed to make with central locking that the other doors have all also locked. I support that. That's a reasonable assumption. It, it is. It really is. The policewoman on the phone's having none of that. She just doesn't believe me. Like, I don't know if she thinks I'm trying to do an insurance job on my own car. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're doing with your Corolla. <laughs> yeah. That I love and intended to drive into the ground. Like, I intended to give that to my children as their first car. <laughs> I love the Corolla's Royce. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So she doesn't believe me. She wasn't particularly helpful. She wasn't particularly like empathetic or anything, but whatever. She does the reference number. She does the paperwork, hangs up. Then I ring the NRMA. Mm-hmm. The NRMA lady's much nicer. Oh, I think their training is a little bit different around customer service. She's immediately like, oh, honey, bunny. like, And I accept that from a customer service lady who sounds oh. like she's over 50. Yeah, you need that. I. That's fine. You can call me. I'm, I'm audibly upset. Yeah. I've kept it together for the police lady, but now the NRMA lady's on the phone. I tell her what's happened and she's like, oh, that's, people are so awful. I'm so sorry. What a horrible way to start the day. Da, 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 da. She's great. Then she goes, I'll just look up your, do you have your membership number? And I was like, no. And she was like, okay, just your rego then. I'll be able to pull it up. I give her my rego and she goes, you've only got CTP with us. You don't actually have comprehensive car insurance with us or any kind of car insurance with us that would cover this. And I'm flipping out and I'm immediately on my emails like, what did I pay $800 for? Yeah. Oh, and because in Canberra, your CTP, you pay with your rego. Yes. Yeah. So she's like, sorry, you're not covered with us. I don't know who you're covered with or if you're covered. Yeah. I am flipping out because I'm absolutely certain because the only thing I can think is that I forgot to make the payment. And so the insurance hasn't updated. I don't believe that either, though, because you are very, you know when it's coming because you always are telling me in January, this is Everything when I pay- comes yeah. and I pay every, like I have to save up about $5,000 to pay all of those things yeah. in you, January. You only have time to do it in January and no other time in the year. And that's when you do it. I know this about you. Because I, vi- I can visualize in my head the notice that told me how much it was going to cost. Yeah. The $816. Yours is cheap. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because you're a lady. I'm a lady. Mine's expensive. I'm a nice little lady. She said my no claim bonus won't be affected either. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, and it's it's a little car and whatever. So I, I'm freaking out and that and I'm like ready to get all the evidence and be like, I've definitely like, don't hang up on me. And then she goes, oh, I'm so sorry to frighten you. We found it. <clears throat> and what's happened is one of them is the, for some reason, ACT government has said my car's a 2013 car because that's when it was first registered, mm-hmm. but the VIN number's for 2012 because that's when it was made. Yes. And so mm-hmm. one of them's listed, it looks to the NRMA like I have two cars, a 2013 Corolla and a 2012 Corolla. Yes. Even though it's the same car. Yeah, because yours was a 2013 model, but it was built in 2012. I don't know. Because uh, I don't know if you remember. Like, I got it in 2013. 
Did you? Yeah. That's when I. No. Okay. That's when it arrived. I paid for it in 2012. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I, I do remember what happened, but it's not interesting, and I won't say it because then you'll have to just cut it out. Okay. Okay. So anyway, she finds a thing. First, second heart attack of the day averted. Yes. Whew, done. She goes. Okay. She's great. She's like. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to organize a tow truck. It'll get towed somewhere. It'll be to the nearest place that is accepting claims. Nearest. Yeah. Okay. Which apparently is in Jerobombra. That's some way from here. That is some way from here. <laughs> she says the reason that is, is because the other ones are all full enough that they only accept them on inspection. So the tow truck would drive it there. They'd look at it and then they'd say yes or no. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Whereas the other place is accepting them. I'm sorry. He's covered in, um, he's been in the spider web. Sometimes he does that. Um, I'm just going to cuddle him so he's quiet. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Anyway, so she organizes all that. She says, I'll get you a hire car. Yeah. Can you, there's one hire car left in all of Canberra. It's at the airport. What time would you be able to pick it up? And I'm like, let's say midday. That gives me time to wait for the tow truck yep. or sort the tow truck. Normal. And time to um, get someone to drive me to the airport. Now he's just panting into the mic, which is also charming. On your bed. I don't know. Anyway. Um, okay, so that's all sorted. Yes. I call the tow truck people. I explain I've got to go and pick up the hire car at midday from yep. the airport. And they go, okay, you need to be home for us to take the possession mm. of the car. What time would you definitely be home? And I was like, okay, let's say two. Yeah. Big window there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, midday to two. Yes, two hours. to get to the airport and come back and pick up a hire car. Fine. I get to the airport at 12 go into the place and I simply, I'm in a queue. There's there's a bride tribe in front of me, an Indian bride tribe, and they're ordering like 15 cars between them and they haven't decided if they want to pay for the extra insurance to reduce their excess to zero or whatever. And they're all in their sashes and giggly and yada, 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 yada. So I wait and I wait and I get to the front and I say, I've got a hire car organized through NRMA and they go, I was wondering if this happens much. Are they used to it? Or is it going to be a bit of a faff? No, they're like, perfectly fine. What's the name? Yep. Puts my name in. The woman goes, I'm so sorry. There's no booking for you. And I was like, can you check again? Because the woman said she'd booked a midsize SUV, Nissan X-Trail or similar, and that it was the only one left in Canberra and it was booked for me to pick up at midday from here. Yep. And the woman's like, no, there's no booking for you here and we have no cars. And I was like, I'm going to burst into tears now. This is the only thing to be done. What was your mum doing? Because I know your mum took you to the airport. So mum's dropped me off and gone. Oh, she didn't stay. No. She's dropped me off. The plan, because I haven't eaten yet. The plan was she's dropped me off. She's gone to Rodney's. Oh, lovely. I'll get the car. I'll meet her there. Have a coffee. Go home. (laughs) That's the plan. That would have been a nice way to sort of remedy your day. I say to mum on the drive there, I say, we've not got time to go to Rodney's. There's no time. She goes, it's midday. You need to be back at two. You're just picking up a car. Rodney's is two minutes away. Stop being overdramatic, Zoe. There's plenty of time. There's and I was lots. like, in my brain, there's no time. No yep. time for that. That will be cutting it fine and I can't do it. And okay. you're already stressed. This is not the way to support. I cannot be cutting it fine. She, She's like, no, it'll be so fine. You'll, you know, 15 minutes, get the car. You'll be at Rodney's in 20. We can have an hour long lunch easily. Yep. Not that we need to have that long a lunch. Unfortunately, I get to the front, no car. Mm, the only th- I ring my mum. She's she says she'll come back, mm-hmm. and I go okay. Well, are there any cars in any of your branches in Canberra? Yeah, 
And the woman doesn't quite understand the question. And I'm like, well, you said you don't have any cars that I can hire. And she's like, oh, we've got, we can, we've, we haven't got any cars like that. We can give you a small car. I go, I don't care. Great. Perfect. Give me an e-scooter. Like, give me an e-scooter with a trolley for the Greyhound. I don't care. Give me some kind of wheels. I'll bring my own helmet. Yeah. So, some kind of wheels to get me somewhere. I don't care what they are. It could be a smart car, Mr. Bean. Don't mind. Pink Cadillac. Te- I'm not fussing. Yeah. It could be manual. I'll work it out. <laughs> and she goes, okay, well, we can give you one, but you'd have to pay for it yourself. I'm sorry, what? That's I, not the answer, Pam. I was like, mm, I'll ring an RMA and I'll just see if they can put a booking through for that car that you've got available. Like yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm on the phone for 35 minutes before I give up. And I'm like, I will just go to the front and book it myself and maybe they'll reimburse me. Yes. I went to the front and I said, if I book it for two days and then the NRMA, could they ring up and extend the booking and I just keep the same car? Mm-hmm. And they were like, absolutely, you could do that. That's fine. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll do that. I'm. She's trying to put the booking through. It's taking forever. It's taking like 20 minutes on the computer system. She cannot get this booking. She's got all of my information. For some reason, it's not working. She changes computer. It's still not working. I've been there long enough that her shift now ends. She leaves. Someone else comes on shift. I send you a text message. You did. I was, I was very excited about it. <laughs> I send you a text message that says... Um, a, particular, a, a new person has come on shift mm-hmm. and she looks like she means business. And for some reason, I feel relieved. Yes. Literally one minute later, she goes to me, she's trying to put the booking through. She goes, oh, the system won't let you make a booking when you've got an existing booking. And I was like, I what? I beg pardon. And she was like, yeah, you've already got a booking with the NRMA. You were meant to pick up the car at midday. And I was like, I'm going to, sorry about the shouting. I'm so relieved, but I'm also going to implode. During this faff, during this faff, it's 1.30. I've missed a call from the tow truck at 1. And the tow truck has said, well, I'm here at your place and you're not here. So you'll have to organize a new driver. One hour before the tow truck window. One hour before. They gave a 2 to 4 p.m. window. He's arrived. Sorry, I'm assuming he. Yes. Has arrived one hour early. Without calling. And then been like, I'm taking another job. You'll have to organize someone else. And I was like, but the, you know, the people at your desk said someone would be there 2 to 4 p.m. It's not 2 to 4 p.m. Why do I have to organize someone else? Yeah. And he's like, they'll send someone else, but you're going to have to ring them and tell them that they have to send someone else. So as soon as I get this car. I hate. As soon as I get this car, I'm on the blower to the service desk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, your tow truck driver rang me and said he's not taking the job and you have to send someone else. I don't know why he isn't communicating that to you. Yeah, exactly. And they went, oh yeah, no, we've told him he just has to do this job and then come back. I beg pardon? He just has to do this new job and then go back in the two to four window. That would have been fine. That's fine. I don't. I didn't need to call him at all. <laughs> so anyway. I'd have to, I'd scream. I've been a victim of crime. I've come home. I've come home in the hire car, Mm -hmm. which is a very swish Peugeot. It looks like a plane. If when you, I've got a few details about this car. Okay. One, when you open it, uh, the little display says, welcome to the eye cockpit. Interesting. Two, the blinkers sound all wrong. Oh, what do they sound like? Okay. I'm going to play them for you. All right. 
I'm going to show you the video of the eye cockpit as well at some point. Okay. This is the indicator. Maybe you can put it on the Instagram. Oh, it sounds... Sounds fake. Yeah. It. Uh, why is it making that sound? I don't know. It sounds kind of plastic. It sounds like a toy. Yeah, it does. Like okay. a toy indicator. Like a pretend car. Okay. So this car, driving this car for two mm. days, has made me realize, you know, when you're like, there's a stereotype about the kind of cashed up soccer mom driving a car, doesn't give a flying about anyone, yeah, like yeah. seems real snooty. Mm-hmm. It's not her. It's the car. Oh, do you think so? The causal relationship is the car causes the snooty. It's not that snooty people seek the cars out. Do you think so? I think so. So the mum's in a Range Rover Sport. Yeah. They were normal down-to-earth people before they got the Range Rover Sport. That's a very interesting hypothesis. Because two days of driving this car and I'm like parking it diagonally like I don't give a flying. It's That's your problem. Stop. <laughs> I know. I'm shocked and surprised. She's in the lines. She's in the lines and I'm not having anyone ask questions. <laughs> it's okay. possible that was already a trait I had, but it didn't matter in the Corolla. Maybe people just didn't notice. <laughs> but now I'm like, I won't be accepting judgment. She takes up a lot more space in the Corolla. Take a picture, it'll look longer. Like that is how I'm driving and walking around these days. Oh my And it's God. the car. It's absolutely the car. So I've been a victim of crime. I've come home. By the time I've come home, my neighbors have started a neighborhood watch. <laughs> there are I am not exaggerating like 12 people in my driveway when I drive home in the hire car. Yeah. And they have gathered evidence. They are like prodding at the the vandals have left the tools they used on the ground oh, strewn okay. around outside. They're yep. not my tools. Yeah. So I'm the proud new owner of um some like gardening tools, some secateurs, a paint scraper, some pliers, some other things that were not mine. Yeah. And the neighbors have worked out that what they did was they broke into someone down the roads, like tr- tool boxes. Oh, okay. On their ute. Yeah. Took their tools, tried to break into their car, couldn't. And then just like went around with the tools trying to find a car they could. And you were the victim at, at the end of the road. I was the last one at the end of the road, the victim. Yeah. Uh, and so it was super opportunistic. But then they failed and strewn the tools all around. And so they're poking and prodding at these things like they won't, they don't want to touch them with their hands. And I'm going, guys, forensics are not coming. Because no actual theft has occurred. No. There's no agent booth on his way. Damn. There's no silent witness things happening here. The police don't want to know about it. So they're all there sort of thinking about where where could we put security cameras up or whatever. And it's not good enough. And they're trying to plot out the crime and wondering, you know, the motives and things like that. Even though to me, it's definitely dumb kids. I'd have paid to see your octogenarian neighbors do that. There's a mix of age ranges involved in this. Oh, okay. So not just the olds. Only one man. Okay. All otherwise women. By the by, I would say 7 a.m. This has happened. Yep. By 2:30 p.m., there's a Facebook group for the Complex Neighborhood Watch. I cannot wait. I to have get screenshots about this. <laughs> I'm not joining it. I have started <laughs> it. I'm not joining it. Okay. I'm not joining this. BS neighborhood watch that I have accidentally started by becoming a victim of crime. I'm actually not surprised about that for you. Like you won't even be in group chats. I no, I won't be in group chats. I don't like them. I try to leave them. My rules about group chats. Okay. I know we talked about this during the week. My rules about group chats is that basically if I get added to them and I have any inkling that they're not going to be, if there's going to be more than like seven messages in them a week, I immediately leave them. 
Okay. And I have a message I've planned where I just go, hey, sort of for my own social media management reasons, I try not to be in group chats. Thank you for including me, but I'm going to leave the group. Yeah. And I do it straight away. Mm-hmm. What I've since realized is a mistake is to stay in the group chat because then there is no way to leave it without making it look like you're upset at something someone said, <laughs> which is what has happened to me during the week. And you're just like trigger leaving. Yeah. And I'm just like, screw you and leaving the group. There's, yeah. there's absolutely no way, no matter what you say or how you try to convince them that that is about like your introversion yeah. and the fact that when you go to a one hour Pilates class and you come out to 75 notifications, that's too alarming for you. And the feeling of having to perform in the group chat, like just go through and have your head around it or like things or be on top of it, even if you have it muted, is so exhausting for me. And there's things in there that I'd actually just rather not know. Honestly, fair. Like if you, if it matters to you and I matter to you, you'll communicate it directly. Yes, true. I don't kind of want to be like a spectator to everybody's, random thoughts and sort of mental breakdowns. I feel like the only group chat that you exist in with, actually there's two, there's two that you're in with me. Yes. So one of them is with my girls and the other one is with your girls. And they both largely serve an organizational purpose or the occasional meme. Absolutely. But I feel like the one with your girls with um, Lids and Chloe Chloe, is... And I think, and I wonder if this is because we have similar sort of social management habits. Yes. We're not all checking. So. No, we know. You could put something in and three days later, maybe one of us has seen it. Yeah. And that's sort of, but we, <laughs> can, we put stuff in it knowing that. Yeah. Like there's no urgency about it at all. So if there's something that someone puts in and we want to go off about it and have a really long chat, we'll move that to a different platform. Yeah. We won't do it in there. Or. And you've done this to me and I did this to you this morning. Yeah, I like when this happens. Um, one of us will put something in that particular chat and then we text each other and, and say, say, look in the chat. Can you look in the chat with the girls? Yes. <laughs> I like that too. Um, yeah. So I have to, and that's just purely for me, but there's almost no way to make sure other people don't take offense. Yeah. I, I would not take offense. I would be like, oh, okay. She's got to. Like she's, she can't be doing it right now. No. So you have to, uh, you have to leave them immediately is my suggestion. I have so many of them. I couldn't be you. (laughs) I just couldn't. I factually could not be you. I would be such a swibbly wobbly mess of a human. I just, I'd be in inpatient care. Like not, not in a jocular way. Like it would just do my head in. In, in what way? You just have so... You're so popular. Ah, it's because of my Libra. You just have so many friends. But I almost never see any of them. You just, but they communicate with you. They do. They do. Um, but part of... part of That's actually how netball came about. Mm. Is I wanted to see all my friends once a week. And so I invited everyone to come and play in the same team. <laughs> People ask me... They ask me, hey, do you all know each other? And I'm like, well, we do now, but we actually just all knew him. Yeah. We actually just all knew the wing defense. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted to hang out with everyone once a week. I like netball. Netball is lovely. You, this, this, not this game, but the game before, you experienced what you described as getting the shillies at netball. It's not a moment I'm proud of. In fact, I <laughs> harbored some guilt and shame around it. Oh. 
That's so sad. Um, despite Charlotte actually not even realising something had happened. Oh, and neither did Han. C- completely oblivious. Hannah thought, she said she was up the end with you when you were saying, like, very dead serious. Yeah. I'm not going to play if this continues. And she thought you were being, like, coy and cute. What? Yeah. It's because I'm very dry sometimes. I absolutely <laughs> knew something was going on. But I had prefaced it in one of the, um, like, the breaks between the qu- the quarters. And mm. I had said, because I said to the umpire. I saw that. That's when I knew you were off. Yeah. And I said to him, I mean her, sorry. I said, yeah, they need to ease up or I'm actually not going to play. I'm not going to play if it continues like this. Like, I'm not going to play your game. Bye. No. And I knew you were dead serious. I don't know who I think I was saying like, that. Like, I don't see you like that very much. Um, and I knew this was serious. I was huffing and blowing that week. I was, the universe had done things to me. It shook me that other people didn't realize you were dead, dead set. I was really angry. Yeah, I know. Um, and actually what made me more angry was how defensive the goalkeeper got. I'm actually going to tell the story for the listeners. So Please. what happened was, um, so we. Cause I didn't see it all either. I yeah. only saw you coming off. So I've had a week, which I might delve into later. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so not this week. So this week was Zoe's week for um, a Curse. mental collapse yeah. and curses. We're one week previous. Yep. So the week before that, I am cursed. Absolutely. Uh, also, the sound you can hear is Pocket chewing one of Poppy's bones inside. But it's honestly preferable to the whining. So everyone, <laughs> we'll accept it. Everyone will just have to deal with yep. it. Anyway, so I it's Thursday by now because it's netball night. I... I'm in a state. I'm raging. It, it, it's actually hard to describe because it's so, it's, you don't see it much. No, but because like, I think that I can take quite a bit. You can. You, a can bit, you are a very patient person. But when I am pushed to the edge. Once and you've like gone over pushed it. Pushed to the limit. That's it. I'm absolutely not fucking. You're not having it. I can't. You I could can't, not even. I can't tolerate anything. No. And so what was going on in the first quarter, no one was actually directly like, um, sort of jostling me too much. But the other team we were playing, um, they were really fast, which is fine. I mm. like a fast game of netball. Yep. And because the comp we play in is quite social. So yep. not everything gets pulled up all the time. Like, No. Not every contact gets pulled up and, you, you know, you're out of play on, like no one ever calls obstruction or anything no. like that. Um, you Largely you police yourself. You're meant to. You're meant to. That's the idea. Um, and The execution's yeah. not always great. <laughs> so I actually started, I think I was... I might've been in keeper or shooter or something. I can't remember. I was down one end and most, and I'm seeing these, I'm going to say particularly the boys, you, but also the girls. You were in shooter because that was the game where everyone kept me in keeper. Uh, and I was like, this is very boring. Yeah. Do bored. they think I can't run? I can run. You can run. You're actually a career netballer. I can run. Um, so you're in, you were down the shooting end. So I was in shooter and... And we didn't have the ball much up my end. It was down your end a lot. It was down my end a lot. And they were really fast and they were really aggressive. Like yeah. fast is okay, but yeah. they had no control. No. And it's when they can't stop themselves or they don't stop themselves. Yeah. And so they're just body slamming people. So they're crashing into everybody. And yeah. like Patrice really hurt herself a few yeah. weeks ago. And I was like, mm. That happened to me yeah. with that med student guy. Do you remember? Yeah. And I took pictures of the bruises yeah. and the umpire ended up having to also take pictures of my bruises because I wasn't the only one and they were going to strike him off. Good. And he, it, he wasn't malicious, but he could not learn to not body slam people yeah. half his size. And particularly these 
particularly these dudes who haven't played netball before, which is also fine, but most of them have played like basketball yeah. or touch footy or whatever. And so they're super speedy, which is mm. fine, but they have absolutely no control. They can't stop. No. And they often don't have any ball control or they, they lob the ball so hard and then if their people miss, it hits somebody Yeah, and it really hurts. They actually just need to slow down because they don't know the rules yeah. to learn it they first. don't know the rules. And, and then they could get speedy, but they're too competitive to do that. And then what I've noticed is the girls on that team, that mm. particular team we played, I think because the boys did it, they just did it too. They matched it, Even yeah. though I could tell that those girls knew how to play netball Yeah, and they were absolutely just not following the rules. So the first time was um, I think my – like the keeper – like crash into me really hard and she she hurt me yeah and um and she actually scratched me really hard yeah i remember that and i was like oh okay i was like okay you need to like calm down and she's yeah. like oh sorry 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 and i was like mm, are you though because she did it to me again yeah. and then every per- every person i'm looking at up the court is getting like slammed by mm. this other team and i come off fuming yeah and I was like, they need to chill out. This is not on. Someone's going to get really hurt. And I could tell, like, Matt was looking at me like, mm, I like, it's fine. Because I yeah. think he likes that it's, like, yeah, competitive. Yeah. I, he likes it because I think he's in a similar boat. Yeah. Where he finds it hard to stop. Yeah. And play by the rules. So he doesn't really want to. Like- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, maybe. If your skill, if your strong suit is being really fast. Yeah. But that means you're slamming into people. Yeah. But slowing down would mean having to actually play by the rules yeah. and you lose your thing that you're good at. Yeah. They don't want to slow down. Yeah. And I understand that. But I was like, it has to stop. Anyway, yeah. so I when she comes over to check, oh, how's everyone feeling yeah. about like the vibe of the game? And I was like, I'm actually really unhappy with this. Do you? Which is good of I you. I don't know what I said. <laughs> because do you remember when we had that horrible game and at the end... We gave them – so in this comp, oh. you play for fun points. There's a fun points ladder. Patrice doesn't play for fun points. <laughs> no, you play for fun points. So you rate the team you play out of five. Generally, basically, it's expected that people get a five. Yeah. Otherwise, it means like that the manager slash umpire isn't checking yeah. in enough doing that, which we didn't realize. We didn't know that. No one told us. So in our first season of playing this comp, mm. we played the team that was body slamming me. Yeah, the med students. The med students. Ironically. Um, who had, you know, and there's rules about how many men are allowed to be on the court, but they don't usually enforce the rules if the men are being sensible. Yes. Yeah. So they didn't enforce that. Um, and even the girls on their own team were getting annoyed with those boys because they just weren't hogs. They were not sharing the ball. They were being stupid. Um, the one who body slammed you wouldn't even type his shoelaces. Yeah. And then he, this boy absolutely lost it over the dumbest thing which was the umpire saying your shoelaces are undone. I'm just going to pause the game so you can do up your shoelaces. And he was like, no, this is how I play. Uh, And she was like, I don't care how you play. I'm kind of responsible for the game and it's a hazard and you need to tie up your shoelaces. And she asked several times. Yeah. And she, she can be really forceful. And I could, I could tell she was like, she was, she like tried a few times gently and then she was like, well, you'll have to come off if you're not going to tie your shoelaces up. I really love her. I miss her. <laughs> and he got the netball and he was close to mine and Patrice's face, I think. Yeah. And he slammed it on the ground as hard as he could. Like a Full tantrum. strength. Like a tantrum. Yelling, whatever. Grunting. <laughs> in dumb boy. And slammed the ball, which you can't do to a netball because it gives them a big egg. Yeah. And yeah. then they don't work. Yeah. And it came up so far. Like, it would have broken a nose if it hit someone's face. Oh, for sure. And she 
didn't say anything to him about that. But he also acted like he was just being funny. He wasn't. He was being violent. He was being a freak, yeah. He was being a tantrum Just tie up your shoe loose. Like, we'll get you some Velcro ones. Yeah, loser. You absolute loser. Like, I don't know your your melted spoon. Your melted spoon. I don't know who has insulted the size of your wiener or, like, what has happened in your life that you feel so, like, threatened by a woman asking you to tie up your shoelaces. He was very averse to it. But, But then he was scary enough about it that that umpire who's normally very not taking any bs yeah didn't engage with him about it anymore yeah. and let him just keep playing she didn't say a thing about it yeah so at the end we gave them i don't know like two fun points yeah because they weren't fun they were like the absolute opposite of fun and she lost it at us yeah she was really mad she was super mad at us she was like why didn't you say anything why justify why you're giving them no fun points and we were like well you saw that game you were umpiring it. It was horrible. And then he did that violent thing and you did nothing about it. And she made it out like because we hadn't raised it earlier. Yep. It was our fault. Yeah, that was some interesting gaslighting. But I, I think that she was feeling She was just, intimidated. Yeah, she was. Which I don't think she feels very often. No, just from our interactions with her. I actually really like her. I really liked her as well. Yeah. Um, but so we did the right thing where you came off that first quarter and yeah. you were like, this is not okay. I was like, it's not on. I'm not, I'm not going to play. Not like, having it. I was like, no. Nah. And they can't play because they, they're hurting people and someone's, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like, you you came off and you said, I swear to God, you came off and you said really directly, not rudely. If this keeps up, I am not playing because someone is going to get hurt. Yeah. That is all you said. I feel like that's fair to say. Absolutely. And she took it very seriously. Yeah, she did. She she was like, what do you mean? And elaborate. And she slowed everyone right down to the point that she made us stop and look at the sunset. Do you remember that? Yeah. Your sister, was she there for that game? She'd have loved that. I can't remember. She was like, she blew the whistle and we were going, what's happened? Who did what? And she went, no, we're all going to stop and look at the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. because Well, so after I've mentioned, I'm not having this. Yes. I then go back into shooter. Yes. But I'm up the other end. Okay. And the guy who is in keeper, he's tall, he's fast, he's yep. like really quick, which is fine. Yes. He actually, he crashed into me a couple of times and I accepted that. And I was mm. like, oh, grumble, grumble. Yes. Fine. Sometimes you, you crash in. Mm. Twice, when he was trying to get the ball and like intercept it, like a pass from someone to me, mm. he hit my hand so hard. I thought he'd like fractured my wrist. Yeah. Just with the... Yeah, like yeah. The, the force of the yeah. swatting to yeah. try and intercept, which he didn't get. And it's why you're not meant to intercept with your inside arm. Exactly. So and, you can't do that And that's what he was doing. Yeah. So And so I learned that in the first um, season. season that yeah. we played. Don't do it in your inside arm. Yeah. And it's, it's not to be an annoying F. Like, it's not so that netball's special. It's yeah. to keep people safe. It actually just... it, And it really hurt. Yeah. And I chucked a wobbly. <laughs> I didn't see this, but Han reported it to me when we were both off. Because she said when you chucked that, she didn't realize you were serious. And I think I just, I yelled at him. Yeah. Okay. Well, go. And I just said, I was like, you need to chill out, mate. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, oh, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, it's actually not. I'm telling fine. you, it's not. I'm. And I said, you need to listen right now. Yeah. If you are playing like this, you are too rough and I'm not going to play anymore. And he's like, you need to chill. You need to chill. It's fine. And I was like, no, you need to chill. You are playing dangerously and you are going to hurt someone. Why Why is it our job to ch- like? Ugh. 
This is and, like he couldn't take me policing him yeah. like that. Yeah. And like his ego was all bruised, and I was like, I'm not kidding. You need to stop. Learn to play the game and yes. learn the rules because you're hurting people. And just be a bit thoughtful about it. I was like, you actually just don't need to hit me to get an intercept. One of my theories about this is the socialization of men Mm -hmm. not requiring them to be thoughtful about their body in space. Ooh, say more. So we are girls are often socialized in a way that because I guess possibly because there's lots of threats in the world or whatever, we're socialized in a way to be gentle Mm -hmm. and being gentle requires being really aware of your physical space in relation to other people. Yeah. That's socialized really young. It's highly valued in girls. They're given um, social and role-playing type play more and that's encouraged more. They do also tend to engage with it more developmentally. Yeah. At earlier ages, but it's, um, often reinforced more. I would agree, yes. Um, and then when you kind of hit early puberty or like tween age or whatever, people start getting you to think about things like how much of your body you're revealing and how other people will perceive that and are you making yourself a target and mm-hmm. whatever. And so you spend your whole life becoming really, really aware of the space that you take up and how you take up that space in relation to other people mm-hmm. and imagining how other people could respond to you in lots of different ways. So, for example, um, I had to learn not to walk with my hips swaying as much to to not attract attention in public spaces. Interesting. So, like, that kind of level of awareness of, oh, there's someone Mm. walking behind me and they seem like the kind of people who might catcall or, like, they seem like the kind of person who might be perving or who might try and interact with me. So, I'm going to walk differently. I'm going to take up space differently. So, I actually think... Netball is a game that requires a lot of that. A lot of the rules require you to think and to think ahead Yeah, I about how you take up space. You can't actually be reactive the whole time. You're not allowed if you're not allowed to run into someone else's space. And what yeah. that means is they can call you up for if you see that someone's running toward a ball that is for them, Yeah, you can intercept it from a distance away from them, mm-hmm. but you can't run into where they're about to go and have yeah. them smash into you. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. If you if you were able to predict where their body is about to be, mm. you have to make room. That requires a lot of thought. That's very interesting. I hadn't considered that. And it's one of the reasons I also think one of the players on our team doesn't pass to me very much is that we play differently like that. Yeah. So he plays very much by chasing the ball. Yeah. Wherever the ball is, he's going to follow it. Yeah. And I play strategically by looking at where there's space. Yeah. That I can be in relation to other people mm-hmm. that makes the game make sense to me. Yes. I have learned by watching how you move yeah. to move a bit differently too. Yes. So I'm thinking about how in my brain, I've got mm. a picture of the court from like bird's eye view. Yeah. And I'm thinking of it like that. And I'm looking for where I can be. I learn how my player uses the space and I yeah. use that against them. I feel like I have gotten significantly better but because I don't know if I've told mm. you that I've been watching you. Mm. I've gotten significantly better by watching how you play and mm. how Han plays. Because I play in defense. Han often plays in attack. Yeah. I'm in defense counterintuitively. And I think this player thinks that I'm being lazy. Right. I'm not going to chase my player all over the court. Yeah. Because it benefits me if I'm in the goal circle. This is a lot of netball talk. If I'm in the goal circle, my job is to not let them get goals. Yeah. The easiest way for me to do that is make sure my player can't be in the circle 
They're not allowed to shoot if they're not in the circle. Yeah. So as soon as my player runs out, I'm not chasing him. He can go and catch a ball up there in the corner. That's yeah. fine. Then I'm going to stick him there. Yeah. And I'm not going to let him back in. Okay. And that's strategic. And yeah. I'm not wasting my energy by chasing him around randomly where he's not actually very useful to his team. Yeah, because he can't shoot. The other thing it means is that he's over there. They can't pass it to him to get a shot. His other player who can shoot runs into the circle. Now he's got two players on him defending. Yeah. The likelihood that person gets the ball and we intercept, it's now higher that it's our ball. Yeah. So I'm playing like that. And this guy is just like, wherever the ball is, I must be. (laughs) And so he doesn't think about space in the same way that I do. But I think the boys find it hard. I'm not excusing them. I think it's a skill they should learn and maybe netball is a good way to do it. That I think they actually cognitively find it difficult to reconcile having to think about their own body in relationship to other people's bodies and also trying to win. I am going to, this might not be true and I want to hear what your observations are. Go on. Do you think that the gays understand this more? Oh, absolutely. Because, and I've noticed this. A hundred percent. In the, you know, the others, the other um, gays that play on the other teams. Yes. They're not rough. They're not rough. They're not hurting you. No. Also, I think there is an... This is tragic. I think there's an extent to which if you walk around in the world a little bit worried about someone hurting you, hmm. you actively don't want to make someone else feel scared. Yeah, I would Because I would you know what that feels like. Yep, totally. So you don't want to be the person intimidating someone else. So if you've not had that in your mind, then maybe you're not thinking about it as proactively. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I would agree. So I do find uh, the general queers are much nicer in Apple. Yep. Yes, I love them. Yeah. And I, if you're going to sass me, I want you to do it intellectually with a smart gameplay. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm happy to take a beating in netball. (laughs) Yes, go on. Except on that night. (laughs) Oh no, sorry. I mean, when I say a beating, I mean like when they win. Oh yeah, me too. Against us. Yeah. If I feel like the game, like if they just had really good gameplay. Yeah, they were good at the game. Because I often enjoy that game. But if they did it by just smashing into people and getting away with breaking the rules. Yeah, or they're just lobbing the ball as hard as they can Mm. to the same three players who just like Mm. sink, 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 sink one after the other into the hoop. I'm like, this is not fun. No. Because you're actually, you're actually. It's also not not even fun for your own team. Like, and they just, they only, because there's a time. We're doing a lot of netball talk. We can edit the netball talk. We do a netball special. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's important that the listeners We're actually this. deconstructing some of the like social cultural phenomenon around netball Because the reason I wanted to talk to you about me getting the shillies at Netty yes. Is because I'm until now I still didn't fully understand why I was so angry Yeah, okay Because I felt I was actually really embarrassed I couldn't even look at the other team Because I was really embarrassed that I lost my shit I don't think they probably noticed as much as you thought they noticed Oh, they absolutely didn't Like most of our team didn't notice No, exactly They all thought I was kidding I definitely knew you weren't kidding I was really angry I was concerned about you I was angry and upset and I was embarrassed At having lost my temper One of the only other times I can remember you being like this Was the time that I took the sticker off your lapel And you got really angry When was that? Oh my god This was in like year 8 I'd obviously been annoying you for like probably a week. I do not remember. To this. be honest, I'd probably been annoying you for a week. And there used to be this annoying phenomenon that happened where I would be being a, like annoying in class, but you would get in trouble. That did happen a lot. I think we'd had like a full week of that. The reverse used to happen. Actually, no, the same thing used to happen with Molly. <laughs> yes. Okay. So who was that? That was Pocket. He's chewing that bone up. That's all right. Uh, so I think probably we'd had a full week of that. We were standing in lines for something. 
you had a blazer on. Might have been a debating blazer. It was navy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there was a sticker on it. What kind of sticker? Some kind of precious sticker. Oh, it must have mattered to me. It really mattered to you because I came over and I just sort of did like a snatch and run of the sticker. That was my plan. I was just going to steal your sticker. Okay. Okay. I steal the sticker. I pull it off your lapel. You just turn around and I can't remember what you said, but it ended with, I want to kick you in the shins. Wow. (laughs) I was on the edge. And it had that same like darkness about it intensity you were like i'm gonna lose it and i really don't want to i'm really trying to keep it in right now yeah i don't want to break any shins today so another time this happened (laughs) um it happened with patrice and it was the same problem like at the end i was like oh my god i can't believe i did that oh we were at school it was um i think we were teaching kindy together yeah and she, her class was due for assembly that day. Mm-hmm. So, you know how like in the good old days, you know, your class gets up and does an assembly item or does whatever. Does an item, yes. Yeah, yep. all that jazz. And, and anyway, all that jazz. so Patrice is on for that day. Okay. Her class, KP, Kindy, uh, Kindy, Kindy, Kindy P, Patrice. Kindy yep. Patrice, they're going up on stage to do a, their rendition of a book called The Mopoke, which is about an Lovely. owl. Yes. Um, it's very cute. I'm familiar with Mopoke Owls. Go on. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, okay. So anyway, I get to school and I cannot, I actually cannot remember the context of why I was feeling so freaky. Yep. Um, I Like my vibes were right off. Vibes were afoot. But the vibe, yeah, you were off. Yeah, I was right off. Like my, and that sometimes happens to me. My vibes. All of it's off. They, they like cascade over several mm. days and then they culminate in me just losing my shit. Okay. Um, anyway, so I've walked into the staff room this day and Tracy's in there and she's, I don't know, fussing around, getting ready for the day. You know, she's looking great. She's got a power blazer on today because oh, she's, she's going to be at assembly today. Yes. She's having a great time. And, but she's like, you know, she's jovial. She's having a chat, having a laugh. And I'm like, not in the mood for whatever, You're not having whatever it. it was. And I was just, I just wanted to like make my breakfast or whatever. And then mm-hmm. there was no, no milk because, you know, Beck, who's in charge of the social club, didn't get the milk today, blah, whatever it was. Yeah. I'm trying to make porridge. I don't know. I, think, I can't The heel came off your shoe, something, like, something, something. things are cascading. Yeah. And she grabs me by my mm-hmm. shoulders and gives me like a fun, gentle shake and goes, oh, you need to cheer up. It'll be okay. Oh, It'll no. be okay. And I was like, in my brain, I'm thinking, abort, abort. <laughs> oh, no. And I blow up. Oh, no. I just like went nuts. Oh, my God. I was like, stop touching me. No. <laughs> like, swat her hands away. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and whatever. I don't even know what I what said. What the kids do? No, we're in the staff room. Oh, thank God. We're in the staff room. I imagined you in assembly. Sorry. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I would no. I, was like, I would I would be able to contain it until I could get yeah, it. Yeah, and then you'd explode. Um, but it just it oh slipped out, and she looks at me like, "What has just? Do you think you're doing? Oh my god! Ooh. And she turns on her heel and she strides out of Jeez. the staff room. And we're very good friends. I know. And she strides out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I had all these like reflections at the same time. Oh and I just thought, I cannot believe I just did that to Patrice. Oh, my God. And then I thought, I need to check myself. Maybe I should have had a day off today. <laughs> <laughs> that 
was absolutely me on Monday. She I eventually like, forgave me. <laughs> it was a mistake coming in today. Like I knew today wouldn't work for me. Yeah. It wasn't anything about me, but I knew the setup wouldn't work for me. And I was right. I should have listened to myself. You, you actually, you messaged me for two days about it. I know. I was worried about it. And I was like, oh, I see how you go. Yeah. I, because the thing is, you know, with anxiety, you've got to exposure therapy a little bit. So you do. if it's purely anticipatory, usually I get there and it's fine. Yeah. This wasn't actually anticipatory. This was just a genuine warning that that was not going to be good. Yeah, the whole thing sounded really the cursed. The whole thing was cursed. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> Sometimes, you yes, you have that reflection where you're like, today should have been a day off. Yeah, yeah. T- today, I was... I would, there was going to be a straw and it was going to break several camel's backs. Oh, yeah, they're all dead. And they were screeching on the way out. Yeah. At the closest kind of person they and can just take spitting. out. Well, actually, they don't. Camels, when they do that spitting thing, it's not actual spit. They're actually projectile vomiting. Did you know that? Oh, God. Okay. Yuck. <laughs> all right. So, what have we done? Well, well we've covered a few things we've today. We've covered a few things already. A lot more netball talk than we didn't really plan on that much netball. No, I was just going to talk about me getting the shillies. Yeah, but that's okay. Thank you so much for listening to reports of being a victim of crime, getting the shillies at netball, and... All the other stuff. All the other assorted little moments that popped in through the way. It's been fun. Um, look, we'll be back soon for we'll sure. We'll be back. We'll be back. We, you can't keep us down. One more gin. Here we go. Yeah. That, you know that... What's that um, Chumbawamba song? We get... Uh, I get knocked down. I get, I get up, up again. again. You're never never going to keep Do me you down. want to know a fun fact? I always want to know a fun fact. My dad loved that song. Did he? Yeah, it was one of his favorites. Oh, that's nice. Nice. See you, everybody. Bye. Have a good week or or don't. Yeah, don't let us tell you what to do. Yeah, that's a line from our good dear friend Patrice. We don't want to boss anyone around. Have the week you think you deserve. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.